Thank you for joining us at the Center for Spiritual Living Seattle. We hope you enjoy this podcast. And for further information about our center, or if you wish to make a donation, please visit us at spiritualliving.org. I love that. It does remind me of my Christian upbringing, which I, I really loved very much. So, I, And it reminds me of a story, too. There's a, there's a Hasidic tale about a famous rabbi. And he was on a way to teach a village about all of his wisdom. And as he was going to the village, all of the people were, were greatly preparing, wondering, what, what am I going to ask this famous rabbi? What, am I gonna, what questions do I need to know? What, what answers am I seeking? And, and each, every man and woman got together, and their children, they got together, and they got their questions together. And finally, the day came when the rabbi arrived. And the rabbi went into this huge room. And after this initial welcome and everybody was eagerly waiting with anticipation, he started humming a little tune. He started humming a little tune. And he started humming this little tune. And then soon people kind of caught on to the tune. And then they were humming the little tune too. And then he started throwing up his hands and he started doing a little dance. And as he started dancing around the room, one person after another started stepping up and dancing around the room. And pretty soon the whole group was dancing and reveling and laughing and in joy. And there was a healing that happened within the room. Something sacred and holy happened. And each and every person was filled with glee and ecstasy and joy. And they danced and they danced and they danced. And as the night went on, he slowly had them come down and he had them sit down. And then he looked into their eyes. And he said, I see I have answered all your questions. And he left. That's from the book American Shaman. One thing that we should all know is that humans are inherently playful, which means since you're human, you are inherently playful. And that's why I wanted to take the opportunity today to talk about a playful pause on the importance of the spiritual practice of play. I think about young children and young children don't worry about if they're playing too much or if they should be working. Instead, they're just imagining things and creating stories and, and, and just everything is fascinating, right? The little ground, it's fascinating. The trees are fascinating, right? Everything is amazing. And it reminds me when I was a kid. When I was a kid, I had imaginary friends. I wished upon the stars, the first star I saw at night. I wished I made, I wished I might, wished on the first star tonight, right? And I made my wishes known to the first star. And then I believed in genies in a bottle, and I thought about leprechauns, and I tried to catch leprechauns, and I had, uh, I loved butterflies, and I wished that butterflies would land on my finger. I'd try to go around catching butterflies. And one actually did land on my finger, which is super cool. But children have that inherent sense of joy and, and a feeling of connection with the infinite one about them. And playfulness and creativity and joy are all 
God qualities. These are qualities that we can fully express in our lives. And I don't know about you, but some things have been challenging recently, and so I've been forgetting about my joy. So because I was forgetting, I thought maybe I needed to remind you too, because I was reminded myself. One thing I found out, though, is that many, many faith traditions really emphasize the sacred tradition of play. Christian, Jewish storytellers, Zen masters, Taoist sages all encourage us not to take ourselves too seriously. They have an important role in life, these prophets, because they talk about the spiritual aspects of play. They don't call it, in, in Hindus, they spoke about the creation of the universe, right? And in, in the Hindu story of the creation of the universe, they say that it's not the work of God, but the play of God. And in the book, Maps to Ecstasy, it says in many shamanic societies, if you came to a medicine person complaining of being disheartened, dispirited, or depressed, they would ask you one of four questions. When did you stop dancing? When did you stop singing? When did you stop being, being enchanted by stories? And when did you stop being comforted by the sweet territory of silence? In Science of Mind, we teach oneness, which means that every aspect of the divine is part of our inherent nature. And we're all part of it. The totality of the human experience is the totality of spirit, which means that play is an important and an integral part of our lives. Life is meant to be good. Life is meant to be joyful. Life is meant to be fun. I mean, I'm telling you, God has a, God has a sense of humor. If you haven't had a joke played on you by God, well, it's coming to you, I promise you. <laughs> But pausing from our daily schedule and taking time for play is important to create a life we love. Do you make play a habit? What would it look like for you to carve out space for play? Or think about the people you admire, you love, who are, who are very playful and joyful, and can you cultivate their habits that they have? Can you think about what do they do? What, what kind of things do they have in their life that I can incorporate in my life? So your homework this week is to find some time to play. I'm gonna give you some ideas. You can do a vision board. You can do a vision board creation party. You can have a dance break. I have a friend who texts her friends like random times of the day and says, join me on Zoom. And then they do a dance break for like 10 minutes and then they go back to work. You could do a Zoom open mic night. You could have a game night in person. You could do an online game night. You can have a kitty or puppy play session. I mean, come on, very important. I'm sure somebody in the room knows who has a puppy or kitten. <laughs> You can also find some swings. They have adult-sized swings. Did you know that? Yes. <laughs> They're not just for kids. They're for adults, too. And you know what I do? I, in a lot of my classes, I try and have a break sometime. That's like a little playful break. And I like to do the hokey pokey. So I think we need to do that right now. <laughs> Come stand up and do the hokey pokey with me. All right. 
You put your right arm in, you put your right arm out, you put your right arm in, and you shake it all about. You do the hokey pokey and you turn yourself around. That's what it's all about. You put your left arm in, you put your left arm out, you put your left arm in, and you shake it all about. You do the hokey pokey and you turn yourself around. That's what it's all about. You put your leg in, you put your leg out, you put your leg in, and you shake it all about. Do the hokey pokey and you turn yourself around. That's what it's all about. You put your head in, you put your head out, you put your head in, then you shake it all about. You do the hokey pokey and you turn yourself around. That's what it's all about. Woo! All right. Keep you alive this morning. All right. What I've noticed is that we've, I, I really think it's this society. I think it's American society. I'm sure maybe it's other places too. But we have become accustomed to thinking that we're only productive or worthy on what we produce. Like we have to do something in order to uh, be somebody, right? We're told that hard work is a necessity. Hard work. You must work hard to get things in life. As a matter of fact, uh, I'm doing my next series on the Sunday, evening, uh, the Sunday evening experience. I'm doing this book, Relax More, Try Less. I thought I, thought I needed it, so <laughs> maybe some of you do too. So join me in that. Relax More, Try and Less. That's by Neville Goddard, so I'm looking forward to reading that. But Science of Mind teaches us that we're here as the oneness of the infinite universe and we're human beings, not human doings. And in order for us to experience what we want in life, we have to be it first, not do it first. So in order to experience joy, we get to be joy. We get to be the expression of abundance. We get to be the expression of love. We get to be the expression of kindness in the universe. And it's important for us to pause each day and just take a moment to be. Not do, just be. I mean, do you believe that your value or your worth is tied to your productivity? I think a lot of people do, and I've heard a lot of people when they, when they retire, it's like, who am I now? Who, who am I? Because I'm not a job, like a, whenever you go and meet somebody for the first time, oh, what do you do? Well, if I'm retired, what do I do? Well, I'm just me. I'm just me being. So who are you? Who are you being today? What would it feel like to know that your inherent worth is just magnificent, that you're sacred and holy and whole just because you're a human being, not because of anything else. You're valued and valuable just because you exist. That's all that you need to know. Margaret Genther wrote, when we play, we also celebrate holy uselessness. Like a calf frolicking in the meadow, we have no pretense or excuses. 
Work is productive. Play, in its disinterestedness and self-forgetting, can be fruitful. And Edward Philyoon and Chris Michaels in their Prosperous Life Journal recommended this. They said, spend time with people who make you laugh. Do things that bring you joy. Go to a funny movie or a comedy club. Laughter isn't simply the best medicine. It is fuel for the soul. So just think about that. Are you taking time? Are you actively seeking those things that bring you joy in your life? Or think about this. Have you ever worked really hard on something? Like you're trying to make it happen. You're forcing it. You're just like, I must get this done. I must power through this. And then you take a break and all of a sudden you get the download of what needs to happen. Now isn't that interesting? Perhaps we can be more in the ebb and flow in life. There can be more, there can be doing but there has to be time for being. There has to have a break time for us to just be in the spirit of things, to be in the spirit of the infinite creator. You know, Jesus was with his disciples and the disciples were, you know, they were doing very holy work. They're doing very important work in the world. And all these children kept coming up to them and coming up to them. And, and they were like, oh, we have this important work to do. And Jesus was like, was like, no, no, no. Bring the children. Bring them. They are the holy work. They remind us of the holy work. They remind us of who we are. So don't push away the playfulness. Allow it to be in your life. The world has been very heavy lately. We had our, uh, the earthquake that happened in Haiti yesterday. We have the racial tensions that continue to happen in our country and the, the, the revolutions that are happening. We have fires and, and floods. We have all kinds of tragedy that's happening in our newsfeed. We, all we have to do is look at the news to feed our anxiety, to just like up-level that anxiety. It's, it's, it's carried around in our pockets 24-7 with our phones, right? We're, we're connected to all of that. And play doesn't ignore or diminish the significance of these events. We do need to pray. We do need to affirm and know and love and send our energy out into the world to affirm a higher vision that's emerging. But if we're having play, it doesn't mean we're disregarding that. It's more like I'm giving it to God for a little while. It's like, hey God, can you hold my keys and my purse and my water bottle while I go over here and play a little bit? And you know, God's like, yeah, sure, I got this. I got your burdens, whatever. You know, and then you go, wee, get to go play. You're not going to go to hell because you played while somebody is experiencing hell. You know, it's like you can't get too poor to help poor people. You can't get too sick to help sick people. You have to be financially abundant to help 
people who need financial abundance. You have to be well to help those who are unwell. You have to be playful and joyful in order to help those who are not. It's the higher vibration that uplifts what's going on. So we have to remember to take time to play. Thomas Aquinas said, unmitigated seriousness betokens a lack of virtue because it wholly despises play, which is as necessary for the good human life as rest is. So what do you need to let God hold so that you can freely play for a while? Remember, you are inherently playful. Can you make play a spiritual practice? Remind yourself, what is something you used to do? What is some, maybe you've set, maybe you've try, you're trying to do things that are more important and you've set those fun things aside. So what can you integrate into your life that you've lost? How can you incorporate a little bit of play every day? Remember that you are a human doing. Nope, you're a human being, not a human doing. <laughs> you're a human being, not a human doing. And do you believe that your value and your worth is tied to your productivity? What do you need to be reminded to know that you are sacred and holy just as the being as you are? And make time... My third point is for you to make time for playful pauses, especially when you feel stuck. What do you need to let God hold so that you can freely play for a while? Where in your life have you stopped yourself from fully expressing spirit through you? Where have you forgotten that that's what God intended you to have, intended you to be? What activity or creative endeavor or what hobby did you used to love and you've lost sight of it? You're invited to see the joy and the creativity of spirit through play today. This is your invitation. Are you willing to accept it? Oh my goodness, people. Well, I thought you were going to do better than first service. I really did. I'm like, second service people, they are on it. Okay. Okay. All right, all right, all right. Are you, are you ready to experience more play in your life? Yes. All right, I think we need to hear that song again. Bring that song back, because I love that song. I want to get me some, some hallelujahs, some amens, and all that up in this house right now. Yes. <laughs> I want you to stand too. Come on, stand up. Let's get your body moving again. I saw the light. I saw the light. No more darkness. No more strife. Now I'm so happy. Sorrow inside. Praise the Lord. I saw the light. I was a fool. Wander straight. Straight is the gate, narrow the way. Now I have traded wrong for the right. Praise the Lord, I saw the light. And I saw the light, I saw the light. No more darkness, no 
time for a prayer. That's where I want the energy moving. All right. Oh, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for the opportunity to have fun this morning, to be in the spirit of play and fun and dance and joy. And I just recognize and surrender to that spirit moving me this week, to allowing me to be free, to be open, to be the being I was meant to be playful, joyful, fun, vibrant, energetic. I claim that for myself and I claim it for everybody here that we are all the playful reminders of what spirit is, that we recognize and know within ourselves and within each other that we are the upliftment of the world just by being in that space of joy, of peace of allowing the infinite presence of love to permeate our very existence. And so as I surrender into that, I know and claim that this day is a representation, a representation of that joy, a representation of that love, a representation of that fun and play and that perfect opportunities present themselves for me to be in the spirit of oneness, of connection, of joy, and of love. And so as I claim that for myself, I claim it for everybody who's connected, everybody who's watching, everybody who's in the room, and that God provides the avenue, the safety, the protection for us to be able to just allow it to happen. It is so good. It is rich. It is juicy. It's delightful. I'm grateful for it. And I surrender this prayer knowing it's already done. And so it is. <laughs> 